In our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. I want to speak to all the men today. Now, this, this is not just for the men. So ladies, continue to listen uh, because God's truth applies to all of us. But I want to zero in on something today in the context of family and specifically as we're looking at the family of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to point out to you Joseph's role in Jesus' life. This is the man, ponder this, the man that God the Father chose to raise his own son. Let me ask you a question. What kind of man would you trust to rear your only son? No, no. What if you knew everything about him? What if you knew every thought he'd ever had? What if you knew every motive, every desire? Here is the man that the Heavenly Father sovereignly chose to raise the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, we give a lot of attention to Mary, and we certainly should because of our obedience to God, and we'll talk more about Mary. And certainly, the spotlight is always on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the preeminent one in every story. He's the God-man. But consider this man that God used. Joseph's whole life was wrapped up in Jesus. When you think of this Joseph, you have to think of Christ. Now, there are three Josephs prominent. There's a Joseph in the Old Testament. There is the Joseph of Arimathea. Uh, that's another Joseph. And then there is this adopted father, if you will, appointed father of the Lord Jesus on earth. And uh, I think it's interesting, two of the Josephs are connected to Christ, one at his birth and the other at his death. But who is this Joseph? Who is this man that God chose to raise his son? Well, from man's perspective, he was a simple village man, a poor man. Aren't you glad God uses ordinary people? And yes, even even uses sinful men. We all are sinful men. He was a carpenter. We find that in Matthew 13, uh, verse 55, a reference to him being a carpenter and Jesus being raised around the carpenter shop. So no doubt this is a man who's a hard worker, knows how to work with his hands. Herbert Lockyer called him the man of wooden nails. I like that. Uh, think then of that connection to Christ and to the cross. 
We know he's from Nazareth, an obscure, unknown place. A tradition says that he died when he was about 111 years of age, when Jesus was about 18 years of age. We don't know that for sure, but it is obvious he disappears from the story later in the gospel records. He's not mentioned again. Mary's by herself at the cross. And uh, from every obvious logical conclusion, we draw from that that he's passed off the scene. That's what we know about him from our perspective. But what do we know about him from God's perspective? See, the only thing that really matters is not what others think of you or what you say of you. It's what God knows about you. So God tells us a few things about him. First of all, we know he was a just man. The Bible calls him a just man. He was a man who was right with God. In Scripture, being just is always connected to faith. The just shall live by his faith. We're justified through faith. So here's a man who's right with God, right with others. I love this. The first thing mentioned is his heart. It doesn't talk about what he does. It talks about what he is. So easy for men to get identified by their life's work. And we find our identity in what we do. No, friend, find your identity in who you are and who Christ is, in whose you are. You belong to him. You're accepted in the beloved. So he's a just man. We know he's a man of purity because in verse 18 it says, before they came together. And in verse 25, he did not know her. Speaking here of marital relations, he didn't know her until after Christ was born. So he's a man of, of purity. He's a man of integrity. He was minded to put her away. He made plans, frankly, to do the right thing. He felt like he couldn't marry this girl. He knew he hadn't been with her. He wanted to retain his own integrity. That's interesting, isn't it? On the other hand, though, he's also a man of compassion because he minded to put her away privately. He didn't want to make her a public example. See, strong men are gentle men. And you see this in his continued care of Mary and the babe throughout the nativity story. Here's a a good man, protecting and providing. He's full of compassion. And then he's a man of wisdom. I love the fact that in verse 20, while he thought on these things, you know, we like to think of ourselves as men of action. But men of action have to learn to wait, to think, to pray. Wisdom is patient. The wisdom that is from above is patient. It's easy to be entreated. It can be instructed. Let God speak. Let God work. There is a wisdom in waiting. And then he's a man willing to listen. That's not my strongest trait. I don't know about you, but the Bible says God spoke to him. And when God spoke to him here in verse 20, he was willing to listen. Sir, you don't have to have all the answers today. You just have to be in tune with heaven. And you have to believe that God does have all the answers, and in the right time, he'll make them clear to you. But ultimately, the great thing about him was he was an obedient man. The Bible says he rose from sleep and just did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him. And by the way, that became a way of life. If you keep reading in Matthew chapter 2, the angel bids him to to take the child and go into Egypt. And then he gets word to return again at a certain time. And every time God speaks to him, he just obeys. It literally becomes a way of life, doing what God says. You see, Joseph knew something. Joseph knew what most people didn't know. Joseph knew he was not really the father. He was just the father's choice. Joseph understood that there were things going on that he had nothing to do with. But here's what he did. He just simply did his part. I like to call Joseph God's man in the background. You see, even as you lead in the home, you may be in the forefront helping to guide your family, but really you're God's man in the background because you're simply cooperating with the Father's plan. You're you're laboring together with God. 
Be the right kind of man, and God can use you right where you are. Look, we don't know many details about Joseph's life. We don't have to. And the reality is the details in all of our lives vary. We're all unique. We're all made differently. But more than we know about what all he did, we don't know what he built in the carpenter's shop even, but what we do know is the kind of man that he was. Don't find your identity and your work and what you can accomplish today. Find your identity in this, that you are God's man in your home. You are the man that God chose to raise those children or be the husband to that wife. And by the grace of God, be that man. I like what Moody said, my human best filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what we need in every home, isn't it? Our human best, but filled with the Holy Spirit. You saw that in John the Baptist's daddy, Zacharias, and now you see it in Jesus' earthly father, Joseph. This is a man that God chose to raise his own son because of the kind of man he was. I'm praying right now, Lord, help me to be your man in my home today. And may the Lord give your family the right kind of man as well. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.